0: That better? Yeah, there we go. Can't see now. <laughs> Good morning, everybody, and it's a privilege to be standing here. I'm so grateful. So the title is God Wants to Create with Us, giving space to God. What I share with you today came about during a Bible study time that I had on the Ark of the Tabernacle. And this led to me creating a painting with the Holy Spirit. I tried to work out what God wanted to teach me through this painting in this process. And this is what I heard. It's not so much what the painting depicts or conjures up in your mind, but how it was created. The word I will share came from this experience with God. on the screen should appear a watercolour painting of a pier that I did back in April 2022. This is one example of how I create with God, expressing who he created me to be with him and God is teaching me, it's not an easy lesson to learn, that creating with God is more important than what we actually create. So within our church family, we are so blessed. We have many gifts, music, writing, photography, filmmaking, dance, textiles, art, hospitality, cooking, gardening, working with children, sports, administration, finances, the list goes on, speaking, giving, mothering and fathering, and many others. Some of these gifts are more obvious ways of expressing ourselves creatively, but they are all creative expressions of God in us and through us when we invite him in. And I believe that God wants us to discover and explore more of Christ, who Christ created us to be. We have to discover it and explore it. It doesn't just come to us. And to see that through the creative process with him brings about a deepening of relationship with him. And I believe answers and solutions to many prayers that we have prayed. And I've already seen this myself in my own life. One morning, I had a picture from God of angels. And we receive pictures differently. For me, sometimes it's just a glimpse of heaven. It's so quick. I didn't think much of it at the time, but in the afternoon, I had this overwhelming need to paint. It was a beautiful feeling. I was like, I've got to paint. I've got to paint. And as I painted, a picture of seven angels emerged. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, would you give this painting to this particular person? And I said, of course, God, of course. And when this person received this painting, they said at the time, I was feeling very low and scared. I had serious health problems. Knowing God had asked you to give this painting to them, it was like God was watching over them, and everything was going to be okay. And everything did turn out okay for this person. I believe God is wanting to reignite and reawaken this creativity within us. It's God-given ideas, divine wisdom, artistic flair that can impart life creatively through creativity. Now, most of the time, we can, we struggle to express the creative creativity of God in us. And there is good reason for this. So if you're a parent, this will ring true for you. Research has shown shown that young children are very creative, as much as 95%, and children are also called creative geniuses. But as we grow, that creativity becomes less and less, and as we go into adulthood, it's as little as 2%. This depicts that non-creative behavior is learned. It's often affected by our beliefs and opinions of others as we grow up. An example of this was when I was 15 years old, my art teacher didn't like my artwork. He was very critical. He stopped me going on to do A-level art. This stopped me creating almost immediately. I believed I, I was and would never be good enough to create art again. This is an example of what you create becoming more important than the creative process itself. Matt Tommy, a prophetic artist who I've read quite a bit of recently, he says that art, like any other creative means, is a vehicle for the presence of God to move in and through. It functions almost as a stealth language by which God can commune with us as kingdom artists. God can work in it without us even knowing. As well as speak to the viewer in beautiful ways, that bypass the cognitive left brain processing of information. Art can speak directly to our emotions, beauty, desire portions of our brain. It can go deep and can be used to affect significant change. I forgot my water, could you? <laughs> Thank you. So, on the screen should be a painting by Rembrandt. Um, Rembrandt painted this about two years before he died, and it's called The Return of the Prodigal Son. The book Adam has been preaching from, The Return of the Prodigal Son by Henry Nguyen, this book came about as Henry had a seemingly insignificant encounter with this poster. He then was given an opportunity to sit for three days in front of this painting. This is how this painting affected Nguyen. My heart leapt when I saw it. After my long self-exposing journey, the tender embrace of father and son expressed everything I desired at that moment. I was indeed the son exhausted from long travels. I wanted to be embraced. I was looking for a home where I could feel safe. The sun come home was all I was and all that I wanted to be. This painting began to awaken Henry to his true calling and changed the direction of his life. Now, I'm not sure about you, but for me, this painting did very little at first. <laughs> Although, as an artist, I began to appreciate Rembrandt's use of light in the painting. But as I was thinking about this, I was challenged. How open am I to hear God speak through art, through music, dance, Mm -hmm. literature, and the natural world? For me, I've been seeing pictures from God for several years now, and I had this desire that I wanted to paint them. I wanted to share them with other people. Otherwise, they're lost, no more than a fleeting moment. But this process didn't happen overnight. There was a time it looked like my level of skill was an ability, was merely amateurish. I would never really go anywhere. But one day as I was painting, God gave me a picture, a vision, in my right hand of a paintbrush. I even prayed that he would miraculously enhance my ability to be an artist, but it did not happen Three years later, I began having art lessons online through a great teacher inviting God into every lesson and practice time. The Holy Spirit began to teach me himself. Of course, God is always teaching us. So it's probably more accurate to say that I grew in awareness of him over time and learned how he communicates with me, which is different for everybody. He teaches me and you through the Holy Spirit. And one thing that I found really interesting was that the first person in the Bible to be described as being filled with the Holy Spirit of God wasn't a prophet. It wasn't a priest. It wasn't a king. But a man called Bezalel, a multi-talented artisan craftsman whose job it was to make the tabernacle beautiful. So Exodus 25 verses 8 to 9, this is God speaking to Moses on how to make the ark of the tabernacle a place for God to dwell. Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I will show you. That is the pattern of the tabernacle, the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. He then goes on to describe how he would like the Ark of the Covenant to be made. This is where the Ten Commandments were kept. Exodus 25 verses 10 to 11 goes on. They shall make an ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits shall be its length, a cubit and a half its width, and a cubit and a half its height. And you shall overlay it with pure gold, inside and out you shall overlay it, And shall make a molding of gold all around it. Now, if you've ever read this, the very precise detailed instructions go on for about four pages in my Bible. (laughs) But what amazes me is how Moses is able to converse with God. In Exodus 31, verses 2 to 5, God reveals to Moses that he has chosen a specific person to complete this task. See, I have called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works in gold, in silver, in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting, in carving wood, and in all manner of workmanship. God spoke to Moses to enable Bezalel to create a space for God to dwell. Both people were needed. Now, if we just return back to the painting of the pier. This is an example of how God creates with me. And during a Bible study time, I was reading the instructions of the Ark of the Covenant and the Holy Spirit began to show me how to create this painting of a peer as I was as I was doing a Bible study. Before I sat down, he showed me the size of the paper to use to have it portrait, not landscape, which in my head would have suited the painting better. But as I sat down to start the plans for the painting, he began to give me precise measurements for the whole painting. I made a few errors in getting the perspective right because I measured it wrong. But he corrected me and he taught me as I created with him. And the reason for sharing this today is that within our church family, God has given people visions and dreams that have been put aside or forgotten for various reasons. And God wants to reignite these dreams and visions today. God has given people visions and dreams that have been put aside or forgotten for various reasons. And God wants to reignite these dreams and visions. As I did this painting, three questions emerged as I created this painting of the peer with the Holy Spirit. So question one. What are you creating with God that will take you beyond your current destination what are you creating with god that will take you beyond your current destination into a new place a place that enables you to view more of your future and let me be clear about what i mean when i say what are you what are we creating i don't just mean music art or dance We can create, invest in relationships, a new business, a charity. We create space for silence, for solitude, for Sabbath, for generosity, journaling. We can bake or cook, make space to listen to our friends, create as we play with our children. This is not solely about arty things. This is about how we make space to co-create with God that can open up doors to our future And the future of those around us. Now, I share just some examples that I've done myself. So, my first example that would take me into a different place is I wanted to learn how to pray better. My prayers were often small prayers and quite long sometimes. (laughs) So, I looked for things that could help me, and I discovered the prayer app Lectio365. And my prayers became bigger and shorter, and I learned different ways to pray. This took me beyond where I was into a different place. I also wanted to study God's word more. There was lots that I didn't understand. I lacked understanding. So I found the Bible Project app, which is really good. It's very informative. Um, so that was something that would, would expand my understanding. So in front of me is just a prayer and declaration board that I made. I needed to pray um, into a specific way, declare who I was in God. And I don't know about you, but when times are difficult, it's quite hard to know what to pray, what to declare. I find it much easier to have something in front of me. So I made this board. When times get difficult or each morning, I will pray for one of them or declare Declare who I am in God. So that would take me beyond if I'm in a stress or anxiety, that would take me beyond where I am because it helps me to refocus back on who I truly am. So I want to continue to learn to create with the Holy Spirit as well, following his flow. So every Saturday before church, I pray for our meeting. I bring art equipment with me every Sunday. So it's about being intentional. You have to plan. You have to prepare. You don't just get it. You've got to do something. So that's question one. Question two. What are you hearing from God that is for someone else to create? What are you hearing from God that is for someone else to create? Moses and Bezalel were both needed to create the tabernacle. The tabernacle was a place for God to dwell. Moses received the instructions from God and Bezalel followed the instructions, creating with the Holy Spirit. So two of my own examples. um, Someone suggested to me that I made an altar to the Lord. Now, altar in the Old Testament was where they would place stones to remember what God had done in a particular place. So this was a way for me to remember all that God had done with me and for me at a specific time. And you can make it however you like. So for me, I just got a little box and on each card is what God did for me at a specific time during this, during a specific time when I was in Sheffield. So it's very helpful to look back. We often forget what God has done because we haven't got it anywhere. This sits on my shelf. Um, so I will look at it and just remind myself of what's, what God's done. If it's, in a, if it's in a journaling book, it's quite often lost. Um, so it's helpful to look back as we forget what God has done, especially in difficult times. I can look back at this box and know that God is faithful. God is my provider. God is my healer. I know that. And also I can share this with other people to help strengthen their faith. So another example, so I was praying for a specific person and I felt the Holy Spirit suggest that they make a vision board. So These are two examples of vision boards. This is a five-year one that I did and this is one that I did a couple of years ago. This is a way of just writing down things that God shows you, that he places on, on your heart. What is your vision for this time and it's a way to prophesy into your future. This has got lots of ticks on it, but some of it has not, been, has not been, I've not seen it come yet. But I can, this is on my cupboard and it's got a prayer and it's got scriptures. So I can prophesy into this that I will see it come to pass. So, question three What is God asking you to create? that involves not just you, but different skills to create together? What is God asking you to create that involves not just you, but different skills to create together? So my own example is I would like to make sensory art paintings of the Bible one day so that people with special needs can access God's word. This isn't something I know how to do but something that God has placed in my heart and will involve other people with different skills to create together. Creating with God brings us into a deeper relationship with him and awakens the patterns, the architectural designs that are already written on our hearts. We God's dwelling place. We are God's sanctuary. Allowing Him to create with us allows other people to experience Him through us. And as I was preparing this, I was just very thankful in my heart. So I thank God that we live at such a time that we are God's temple. We don't need a priest or to wait for a specific time to visit God we have access to a whole new way of living and being that God wants to awaken at a deeper level. It takes time, effort, a shift in thinking and a trust that he will do it with you. A lesson I am learning is that God cares more that we make space to create with him than what we actually create. So shifting how we think and see. So I just end with a charcoal picture of a cat, um, which I did as part of my art course. Now, it's upside down for a reason. The reason behind this is that our minds are so programmed to see things a certain way. We often see what our minds have been trained to see. Not which is not that which is actually there. Virtually every lesson I do online with my art teacher, she says, "Make sure you are drawing what is there, not what you think is there. We often think I can't do it. It's too hard. If you turn it upside down, it makes it easier to draw. You're looking at the shapes, the space around the shapes. So my question to end is as we create with God, can we turn our creativity style upside down so we don't limit what we can create with God?
1: Yes, well, I'm going to say a couple of bits again. But the last line was, as we create with... Well, let me go back here first. So the first question is, what are you creating that will take you beyond your current destination? We can create and invest in relationships, business, charity. We can create space for silence or solitude, Sabbath, generosity, journaling, baking, cooking. We can make space to listen more. Create space to play more. This is not solely about arty things. This is about how we make space to co-create with God that can open doors to our future and the futures of those around us. And the question she finished with was, as we co-create with God, can we turn our creativity style upside down so we don't limit what we can create with God? Can we turn our creativity style upside down so we don't limit What we can create with God. Matt, we just put that second to last slide up. God cares more that we make space. Because this is the key takeaway. This is the key takeaway. Because this is where some of us get stuck when we talk about resting, for instance. Or we talk about journaling. Or we talk about Sabbath. Or we talk about solitude or silence. Um, Or we sit down and try and do something and nothing? it feels like nothing comes. But God is not really interested in you producing anything. That's not the point of it. The point is not what you create. The point is you've made space to create. That's the whole point, and that's what that's what you've got to grasp. Okay, it's not about you sit down and going, okay, I want to write a poem for you, Jesus, and you've got a and 15 minutes, you've got like three words. He's not really bothered about the words. He's bothered about the 15 minutes you just spent thinking about it, or whatever else you want to do. It might be that you go see a friend and you go, well, that that didn't feel like it did much. I didn't feel like there were any, I didn't feel like I had five pictures and seven prophetic words and an interpretation of revelation that could help. No, but you spent 10 minutes with a coffee. It's not about you trying to find answers or make something happen. No, you made space to co-create with God. and in that space, something beautiful has happened, and it's not about you feeling it or sensing it. it's about you trusting that it just did. I love, Can we turn our creativity style upside down? And perhaps, perhaps for many of us, that just means grabbing hold of that, word, that sentence. That's what maybe it means to turn it upside down. There are many times when I have sat with him and I've gone, okay. I didn't hear much, if anything. I didn't feel much, if anything. But I said to you before, but afterwards I felt him say, thanks, son, loved that. Because he's got, to get out of, he's got to get out of us, this production mentality where we have to do something. He's got to e- eke it out of us. How is he going to eke it out of us? What, by, by you producing lots? Now, that just reinforces your ego. So maybe sometimes his whole heart is you sit there and hear absolutely nothing. Because then your ego might learn to die a little bit. And you might learn it's not about that. Maybe all the times you've sat and heard nothing is the exact point. So you come to this place of going, ah, oh, okay, it's not about me doing anything. Maybe that's the whole point of all those times of frustration and quiet and sad. Maybe that's the whole point. You see, grace, we're in a new season of grace as a house, I know it. But grace is what you get that you do not earn or do not deserve. So until you learn that, until you think you've got to produce something or do something, you're not going to experience grace, not the depth of grace that he's got for you. Thank you, Samantha. That was wonderful.